0: And gentlemen, this is Rob. We are here with episode number 273 called Becoming Who You Were Meant to Be. And ironically, this was the first live big boy presentation I've ever given. It was in 2016 at the Fit Ranks World Conference in Las Vegas. And that was when I really knew that I had a gift for speaking. At the end of that presentation, people were coming up to me in tears. And just talking about how how the talk moved them and stuff. But this ain't about me. This is about you. So if you're new to this show, we're all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and helping you clear the path to whatever is blocking you from what it is you want to accomplish. Let me get the live stream up on my phone in case we get questions. And without a further ado, we're going to bring in my two guests. They are no strangers to this show and I think we're at the point now where I can call them friends. So let's bring on Dawn and Portia. Hello.
1: Hey, Robert. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having us. Yes. My well, uh,
0: pleasure. So let's start with Dawn. Where are you joining us from?
1: I am in Los Angeles.
0: L.A. What what part? Because L.A. is kind of big.
1: I'm really close to Pasadena, where they have the Rose Parade every year.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: the Rose Bowl. Yes. yes. Is, that the, is that the same thing? Well, the parade, but they play the Rose Bowl there. And that's my, I used to coach soccer teams and we played our games at the Rose Bowl Stadium. Oh,
0: nice. I'm trying to act all LA cultured over here. (laughs) (laughs) And Portia, where are you joining us from?
2: Hello, everybody. It's Portia, the producer here from Cleveland, Ohio, also known as the Mistake on the Lake. Can't remember how many times the Cuyahoga <laughs> River caught on fire, but OK, we're going to keep going.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: a Superman, of course, Bone thugs in harmony East 99. There we go. <laughs> all
0: right. So all three of us have had, have had moments where we had to pivot our lives and to step into what we felt our calling was. So Dawn, let's start with you. What was that like for for you when you had that realization?
1: Well, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom for my daughter's entire lives. And when they went to college and then graduated from college, I remember I had to do some soul searching and ask myself, okay, well, what's your purpose now? You know, they were my purpose. Everything, their whole lives were, you know, I, I was focused on that. And so there was a void in my life. And I had to start asking some questions. And I started going to conferences and reading books and taking classes. And um, I went to Africa. And after I went to Africa, I just realized that there are children all over the world that don't have a mom. And I'm this mom whose children have grown up, empty nest syndrome. And it really gave me more purpose back in my life and a reason to get up every day and make a difference.
0: Awesome. Portia, same question for you.
2: Who, Robert? I'm gonna be real honest because I'm in a new season of pivoting. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of you who follow me on my social media, my Instagram and Facebook, I mentioned that my father passed away on the 15th of April. I know that. And I just, you know, lost my mom nine months ago. So when we talk about being in a new space of embodying who we are and really finding that defining moment, for me, it's been through grief, Robert. Grief has really pushed me into this space of do I show up or do I sleep all day? And let me be clear really fast with our audience and listeners, because through my journey, grief has been the centralized theme. I mean, I started as a television producer for NBC. I had my dream job. And then here we come, the roller coaster ride straight down. And, you know, I had to pivot from there. And then I started my own business. Obviously, it started with hosting, grew with Portia, my radio show and and podcast. And even now I'm in a new season of pivoting because now I'm like, who is Portia now? Right. What does Portia want to do now that both of my parents, I've laid both of them to rest. I've lost one of my best friends and one of my coaches. So it's like for me, grief has really been that pivotal moment for me to really step into who I want to be and really ask myself, who does Portia want to show up to be in this world? You know, because my mom said it best to me. She said, Portia, go for your dreams. Go for everything that you ever wanted to do. And last week I spoke at my father's funeral. I did. And I asked both my mother and father before I stepped to the podium, I said, mommy, daddy, what do you want me to say to our family and friends here? Because they're all grieving. What words of comfort can I leave with them? They gave me two F's. Remember when we were in school, we all wanted to get A's, straight A's, (laughs) 4.0 students. So both my parents gave me two F's forgiveness and focus where is our focus and let's also remember to forgive other people because if Jesus forgave all of us why can't we forgive others and me and my father had a rocky relationship throughout most of my life and I can proudly say that before he passed away we were able to mend that relationship so I'm forever grateful for that because I know so many people don't have that opportunity so that's where I'm at right now, Robert. Is the season of pivoting, but also still showing up no matter what. Like you said, shut up and grind.
0: <laughs> yeah, love it. All right, so before I kick it back to Dawn, I just just want to touch, like, tie in to what both of you were saying. That most great things come out of pain. You know, like most things do. I mean, like I said, I myself am in probably chapter thirty-five of change now in my forty-eight years on this planet, and. You know, I hit a hard, a hardcore rock bottom in February. But then it's all about how you reframe it, because, like, you know, I was mad for a bit. I was ashamed for a bit. I was sad for a bit. You know, depression still comes and goes every, every now and then. It just depends on the day. But then I was like, you know what? The door is wide open. It's wide open right now. Like, I can turn this into whatever I want to turn it into. I said, so I can either sit here and get mad at this person or blame this circumstance. Ultimately, I said, this is on me. I had to go over to the mirror and be like, dude, what you want to do now? What you want to do now? Like, the world is at our fingertips. Like, do, do we want to get back into coaching? Do we want to speak in schools? Do we want to start a coaching business? It's like, you got options. I said, so instead of crying over the spilled milk, let's get some bounty. Let's wipe that milk up and just create something great that can last long after I'm gone. All right. So, Dawn. So let's talk about your Africa trips for a minute. So now we have a whole host of problems here in the United States. Everybody knows that. But what was it like your first visit to Africa? Like, What kind of things did you see? What were your biggest takeaways? oh
1: um you know being up close and personal to poverty where people don't know where their next meal is coming from or they don't have access to clean water is really sobering i mean i know we all understand it intellectually but to be amongst it even for a little bit is really life-changing so it really helped me to focus in on gratitude for everything i have and just like you were saying in every situation know we're being redirected towards something else i can see that now before i didn't you know i'd get upset about little things little things and now i'm just so more much more grateful um you know and one of the things that i really loved about my first trip and then every subsequent trip since then is that even though the people with the least are often the most generous and the most kind and compassionate and i feel like I know we have problems in this world, in this Western world, in my city, you know, everywhere. But they aren't the same problems. And I do things to help people here, too. So it's not like I only focus on Africa. Mm-hmm. But when there's a child that doesn't have water, you know, that, that really, like, breaks my heart. And so that just has made me come alive. And, again, to watch the generosity and the kindness and the compassion with those who have the least, it's really inspiring to me.
0: Awesome. Portia, what are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, I I agree with Don. Like, when we look at the abundance in the United States, we spend so much money on ridiculousness, truthfully. I mean, look at how much money we spend on the Super Bowl, but yet there's people who are laying on the streets right outside of the football stadium who don't have food, who don't have water. So, I'm with Don. Like, I think In our world, when we go through pain, us, right? I'm with Dawn with gratitude. Gratitude came to me through my grief journey. I had to really stop for a minute and be like, hold on, hold the front door open and let all the feral cats in. This journey that I'm on is happening through me for a reason. It's happening through me in order to inspire other people to want to be the change that they wish to see in the world. And for me, gratitude, that's the virtue of all virtues, realistically, because a grateful person is abundant. Right. We may we try to measure, I think, abundancy by money and currency in our society. But for me, I'm grateful every single day that I wake up. I mean, I've said this to Dawn. How many people can say they're grateful for their debt? Only Portia. Only Portia (laughs) says she's grateful for her debt because my debt has given me my education from Kent State University It's gotten me trips, speaking engagements to different places around the world and even to meet Dawn. Right. (laughs) So I think realistically, it's the little things that we take for granted. And like we take so much for granted every single day. I didn't have to wake up this morning. I didn't have to sit in front of all of you today. Every single day that I wake up, I make one goal, put two feet on the floor two feet on the floor and then I just allow the rest of the day to unfold before me because realistically right now I have no sense of time because of all the grief that I'm currently experiencing so I just go with the flow but I'm with Dawn gratitude is essential it's essential for your growth it's essential for every aspect of your life because if you're grateful for what you currently have you're gonna attract more no matter what
0: absolutely all right. So, Dawn, talk about talk about your your foundation. What is it? Dream to inspire. That
1: desire to inspire.
0: Damn it! I was in the ballpark.
1: You're close. So close. <laughs> um. So I started my foundation before I went to Africa for the first time. And I, what I wanted to do is share inspiring stories, you know, people that are rescuing dogs, people that are going out of their way and like really giving of themselves because I know so many people, because when we turn on the news, all we see is negative story after negative story. And I thought like, I wanted to add some of the inspiration to to the conversation. And then when I went to Africa, again, I meet these people who don't know where their next meal is coming from, yet they take in 67 children. You know, they have hard lives. And I mean I had two children. Raising two kids, raising children, that's you know, but sixty-seven, that's a lot. Um Susan, I know in Sierra Leone, Sierra, yeah, Sierra Leone, she's taken care of over thirty-one little girls. She was 23 when I met her. Can you imagine at 23 taking on 31 children that aren't your own? So I really wanted to share those stories with people while helping bring resources to those children and people that I know and love now. So to date, we've drilled boreholes. We've drilled three different boreholes and we always do it in collaboration because I feel like collaboration is how we change the world. Um, We built a sick bay in a little town that was like had no medical facilities. Um, We've provided extra classes and kept up with like basic food needs for since 2017. And even though I wanna do bigger and greater things, I look at what I started with, which is just just a crazy lady saying, I wanna go to Africa, not knowing anybody to looking at what I have accomplished. And it's been more than I would have dreamed.
0: See, and that, again, that's how most things start is just from a crazy idea. (laughs) It's like, you know what? I think I wanna fill in the blank. And then people are going to tell you how nuts you are, and you should focus on what's in front of you, and you should this, and you should that. And I always say to those people, don't listen to people who aren't doing what you want to do. You know, it's like I go back to when I got into fitness, one of the first first jobs I accepted, they the, I, I meet the director for the first time, and... I'm, I'm sorry, the director introduced me to the general manager, and she's like, no, this is Robert. He wants to become a personal trainer. He looks me dead in my eyes and says, don't do it. There's no money in it. And like, this is my boss. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that does not motivate me to want to work for you <laughs> at all. You know, so... It was just one of those things where it's like, you know what, I need to find people that are having su- success as a fitness coach, find out what they're doing, how do they market, how do they structure their programs, and then formulate my own path, and then there we go. You know, so with what Dawn and I just just shared, Portia, how do you re- relate to that?
2: You know, it's always the crazy ones that step out. No matter what, because it yep. there to me, Robert, there's a, a fire deep within our soul that's like there's more to what society deems as successful. Mm-hmm. And I can say that for my own journey. Right. I had my dream job. I was a TV producer, but the TV producer who I was only satisfied a smidgen of what I really wanted to do. Like Dawn, I wanted to share the stories of everyday people and clothe the world in knowledge. But I knew that the network would only allow me to do that to a certain extent before they're like, yeah, we can have these type of stories on our network. And I'm like, no, no. So really, my mental health breakdown was the best thing that could have happened to me through that journey because it forced me to pivot into really listening to the stories of my own journey first And then recognizing, oh, my God, there's more people out there who have overcome these mental wellness challenges, whether it's depression, anxiety, grief, which I'm currently in, (laughs) or whatever it might be. And I'm like, those are the stories that I want to share with the world today. So it started with Grew with Porsche. I started Grew with Porsche in October of 2019 as a way for me to, one, I started with wanting to talk about my mental health journey, but I didn't until like months later. But I just interviewed cool people around the world. I'm like, I want to know how people took their adverse circumstances and turned it into an opportunity. Whether you're yep. somebody who was like J.K. Rowland, homeless in a box, somebody who's lost several family members to grief in a short period of time, who's now a seven, eight figure coach. Or even you were somebody who struggled on your own and had nothing, lost it all, and now you're successful and want to share what you learned on your journey to help other people. And so I can relate 100% that stepping out despite the naysayers, because Guru Portia was supposed to be a co-hosted show. I think maybe I shared this with both of you, but originally it was. And the person who was supposed to be my co-host was like, no, I'm not ready yet. But see, we have to recognize when we're ready, not all the time. Everybody else is going to be ready to to step up and take the baton. And so when that opportunity fell into my lap, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it and run with it. And I mean, three, four years later, I mean, Grua Portia has expanded beyond what I even envisioned, because even though it started on radio where nobody, nobody shared my flyer, nobody listened to my show. Now I'm getting people still listening to my show, even though I've taken a hiatus. So you just never know when you when somebody else tells you no, no means next opportunity. So when somebody else tells you no, it really isn't a no. It's like, oh, there's something better. There's something greater. There's a new door that's before me, that's going to lead me to where I want to go.
0: See, and so one thing that the three of us have in common that we share today is that it's about storytelling. You know, Dawn said she wanted to share stories of people around the world. Portia just said she wanted to tell stories. And this whole podcast is about storytelling. You know, so it starts there. Just think about it. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, but you're going into a job interview, what are you doing in that job interview? You're telling your life story. You know, when a friend of yours is hurting and you go, go to comfort them, you typically find something relatable within your own journey that you share with that person to help get them through to the other side. So everything that we have to become who we were meant to be, it's already there. It was in, it was in us as a child. And then somewhere along the line, society or friends or parents or spouses, significant others, somewhere, somebody monkey-rinsed you, right? So now... For those who watch their show on a regular, you guys know that I don't meet up with the guests ahead of time and we don't plan out the show. Everything we do is hot seat organic and we're going to hot seat it again. So this is titled Becoming Who You Were Meant to Be. So we're going to take turns and we're going to iron out the steps of what that looks like. And Dawn, you're first up on the hot seat. What would you say is the first step? Well, I'm throwing my pen at me. (laughs) What do you (laughs) say is the first step to becoming who you are meant to be? The spring popped right out of the the pen. (laughs) The joys (laughs) are going live.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, one of the first steps is to start asking yourself some questions. Start asking yourself some questions about what things you love to do, like what things set your soul on fire. Those are hints to get you to the place that you're supposed to be, you know? And, and then from there, it's like a process of believing that you can do it, even though you don't know all the steps, just knowing that the will, once the will and the desire are there, you know, the the how is going to evolve.
0: Okay. Love it. Portia, what do you think is next?
1: I would say
2: the biggest thing for me it's when you've hit that rock bottom, because that's where it starts, is once you hit rock bottom, you have a choice to either let that rock bottom continue to beat you like I and Tina, or you have an opportunity to say, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to look at this and question, is this happening for me or is this happening against me, right? I had to shift my mindset through all this grief that I've gone through. Right. Losing my TV job, losing my mom, losing my father, losing my coach, losing my best friend. I had to stop and say, you know what? Through this pain, there's a purpose because that's where it forces us. Grief to me is a beautiful journey if we're open to seeing it. Grief is love without direction. Right. So if it's love without direction, we're putting that energy into a relationship, a job, being a caregiver like I was for my mom you know, my best friend and then my coach, right? Being a mentee. If we're putting that energy into a space that no longer has an opening, we need to learn to redirect that love energy back to us. And that's why I think grief is such a beautiful thing. So I think it's through the pain that we go through when we hit rock bottom is where the magic really starts.
0: All right, love it. So far, so, so good. So Dawn had said, what do you love to do? you know Porsche said I call like what you just said I call that a pain assessment you know so like like you do and so now for me for the third one I would say from that pain assessment you have to decide what you will no longer tolerate you know what? Because everybody always talks about I want, I want, I want. But then you, you you keep doing all these destructive behaviors. So it's next up. All right. What are you not going to tolerate anymore? Like, I'm not going to tolerate negative people. I'm not going to tolerate being undervalued. You know, I'm not going to tolerate people talking to me a certain way. And you, ha- you just have to put your foot down and decide what it is you are no longer going to stand for. All right. Dawn, back to you.
1: Well, then, to tack on to what you just said, I think um, believing in yourself, believing in your capabilities, reprogramming the self talk that we, we beat ourselves up with, all of us do, you know, um, reprogramming that to something more positive. And again, believing that we are capable of doing the thing that we, we want to do in this world.
0: Love it. Portia.
2: I would say the next thing after that. To as far as keeping our mindset in a more positive space, a support system. You got to have that support network, because I know for me, Dawn is one of my support team. <laughs> like you're my soul mom, Dawn. I love you to pieces <laughs> through this whole journey. I mean, Dawn has seen the worst of the worst in my life and the best. So to really help me to stay afloat through this outside of gratitude, gratitude is the life jacket that keeps grief kind of at bay and in balance. But that support network, when you have a strong, solid support system who you can lean on when you're really feeling the crippling effects of grief, sadness, they'll help you, whether they remind you of your greatness, of who you are. And also I have to tack on to that too, letting people go from your support network too, because not everybody who comes into your life is meant to stay Especially if they're more so what I call the pulling, or or being a leech, you gotta let those leeches go. So just having a support network is key.
0: Nice. So so I'm numbering, I'm numbering all of these. And again, like there's there's no right right or wrong, but I'm just plugging them in because I actually have a seven step system. I'm just curious to see how much of these organically just surface. But so far we're, we're nailing it. There's only one that I would put above believe in yourself. I would just put clarity of vision. Because like cl- clarity of vision is one of the biggest things that holds people back. Because once you have that, then the belief can kick in. And then you need that support system to make it work. right? And then after that, I have eliminate all excuses. And this is one big thing I do in my fitness consultations. Because people will tell me, well, I have kids. I work full time. I work two jobs. I have to take the kids to after school practices. I'm like... Okay. When you're done with all that, are you ready to do this? Okay. How are you going to do this? Well, you know, I work from, but don't. how are you going to do this? <laughs> it's like, you're sitting here in front of me right now because you think you can do this. <laughs> right. If you didn't think you could do this, you wouldn't be here. All right. So how are we going to fix the time problem? All right. You work eight to five. Can you train at 6 a.m.? Oh, well, I don't like mornings. All I hear are excuses. You know, if morning is the only time you have, then that's the time time you have. If 8 p.m. is all you have, then that's what you have, you know. So so to recap, find your passion, pain assessment, what will you no longer tolerate, clarity of vision, believe in yourself, have your support system decide who stays and who who goes. And just want to clarify, when you let people go, it's not forever. Like if you're talking business, okay, I can't talk to you about business because you're just sucking away my joy. You know, or if you're someone that's always negative, if you're in a good mood, then you don't want to call that negative person because they're going to suck your good mood right out of your soul, you know. And then so, Dawn, what do you think is next from there? Or just what do you believe is there? Because there's no right or wrongs here.
1: Well, it's funny. I've been working on this course for a couple of years now, and I've told you about this. But yes. um, it's, it's about finding your purpose and finding your passion and what what do you do. And um, one of the things that I've added is that learning the art of surrender you know, going with the flow. We we have our dream. It's important to have the dream that understand the why to the dream, but understand it's not always going to go the way you think it's supposed to go. It might look very different than what it actually turns out to be, but I always find that it's greater than what I could have envisioned. And I'll, I'll say this, um, when I first decided that I was going to write some books, I had three books that I was going to write in my head, you know, and I had the names and I registered them and all that. And I've to date have written nine books now. And I haven't written awesome. the second book that I thought I was going to read right. So like things turn out greater than we even envision. So allow and go with the flow because things will turn out in your favor. Love it. Washa.
2: Well, I want to add this because I don't know if we touched on this or not. But from what you were saying, Robert, about people making excuses, I want to add just begin. Begin where you are, because I can tell you from my own journey, my first episodes of Grew with Portia from 2019 are still on my YouTube channel today. You can go on my YouTube channel, Portia the Producer, and listen to my first episode of Grew Up Portia. The first episode I interviewed a guy whose, I think his name was um, Chauncey. I think his name was. And his son had a rare condition that he ended up passing away from. But he titled his nonprofit Angels for Sincere. And when I listened back to that episode maybe a couple months ago, I was like, wow, I've really developed in my craft as a podcast host as a podcast guest and as a podcast producer because i remember having a question sheet for an hour-long show at 15 now my question sheet if i do an interview with somebody which i'm not doing interviews yet on google portion season two but i think my question sheet now only has four questions that i use so just begin where you are you'll get better over time like there's a there's a song that i love it's it's by um One of my favorite bands called Silverstein and the lyrics in the song says, if you don't try, you already failed. Most Mm -hmm. people don't even give themselves an opportunity to begin because they've already put the gavel of, nope, it's not perfect. I'm not going to give it a shot. So I just say, begin where you're at. You you've got the knowledge. It may not come out perfect, but that's what YouTube University is for. That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny that, that you say that, because I spent, I spent last week, too, going over some of my very early episodes, and same thing, because people, people tell me now, like, once we go off the air, they're like, you ask amazing questions, and then, like, I go back to, like, those first couple, I think Chef Alexia from Florida, she was my, my first... Live guests. Like, I think my first eight episodes was just me talking on random topics. And so same thing. Like I would have people send send, send me questions and but but like that's not me. I'm a, I'm a very curious person. So like as I'm talking with people, I want to pick their brains as the conversation is going on. So like the whole sending me talking points thing just didn't work for me. And you know, going back to what you said, just get started, and that's what I did. It was just me and my camera phone. I think my first episode was talking on the importance of drinking water, some, something like that. Cause at first I was just going to stay in the fitness lane, but I didn't want to box myself in. I was like, cause you know, cause the, the principles that it takes for someone to lose 20 pounds or to run a faster 5k or whether it's starting a business, starting a podcast, like all those principles are exactly the same, you know? So I was like, I want to just take these principles and turn it into something to where I can talk to a wider range of people. And then I just started reaching out to people, <laughs> you know, it's like you start reaching out to people. You get the first yes, then you get another yes, then you get another yes. And now I'm booked months out. <laughs> you know, It was like, I got people sending me me people. Whereas before it's like, I don't know how to get people. Do I hire someone? Uh, or I just started asking people, hey, you do this. Want to talk about it? Hey, you do this. Want to talk about it? And over time it, it just grows. Then you meet people. And Porsche, I think I met you through a former guest, Right, Don,
1: How do we connect again? Refresh my memory. Um, I was on a podcast that you happen to be watching.
0: Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. On Sharifa. Sharifa, Hosh- yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. And
1: yes, then you so introduced like, me to in Portia.
0: Yes. Yep. Yep. I made. I made that connection. I don't remember who referred me to you, Portia. It It was Chandra. Yeah, we, okay.
2: we met through Chandra Gore because Chandra would send me guests for my show and yep. she sent me you because I'd be like, hey, Chandra, I need some guys on my show. Like nothing. To, no offense against all the girls that I'm getting, but I want some guys on my show to pick their brain and, and here you come popping out the woodwork. Like, <laughs>
0: and here you go. And look at us now.
2: <laughs> yeah, and even with Dawn, I mean, you know, A lot of times, Robert, when you would send me like people for my show, I'm like, you know, I'm glad that I've kept in contact with them because I learned so much. I mean, Dawn's my soul mom. Like, (laughs) literally, you know, I run to Dawn for everything. Like, Dawn, I need help, (laughs) you know. So you just never know. I mean, podcasts, that's why I stand behind it, Robert, so much, because there's so many rich benefits to podcasts. And I mean, it, it expands your network organically. It helps you with your public speaking skills. It, you know, it attaches you to a global audience. I mean, it helps you in so many ways. And that's why I'm glad I get to be a producer now. I mean, I'm the producer who I wanted to be at NBC. I'm embodying who she is now. So without the contract. Oh, you know what? I can honestly say I didn't have to sign a contract, knock on wood. I think a lot of talent do, but from what I recall, they're trying to do away with that. There is currently some type of court thing going on with that. I've been following it a little bit, but yeah, there's a mass
0: exodus right now in the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. Lots of people are moving on, but all right, let's get back to Dawn. All right. So, so in my estimation, like I said, there's no right or wrong answer here, you know, because each of us have our own styles, but for, for me, we covered everything that I do in my program except one thing. What do you think that last thing is?
1: Oh, God, I feel like this is a quiz. Hot seat, baby, <laughs> hot seat. <laughs> Wait, read off what we've already got.
0: We have find your passion, pain assessment, uh, what do you no longer want, clarity of vision, believe in yourself, assess your support system, the art of surrender, begin where you are. Can
2: There's
0: I ask Portia for help? <laughs> can, can I have I- a life for <laughs> reporter? <laughs> Phone a friend.
2: Go ahead, Portia. Okay, I'm thinking it's be grateful. I'm. I think gratitude is the the last piece of this because you can have all those other things, but if you're not grateful or practicing gratitude, you're gonna continue to not stay focused and clear on what you want to do.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. So my mine is it's the art of resilience. Just, you got everything else in play. Now don't friggin' give up. <laughs> Just yeah, I was gonna going to say shut up
1: it. and grind. So that's yeah. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: going to be my guest for you. If it was for me, I would say love. Like always put love at the, the top of your list, gratitude and love. But put love there, whether it's loving what you're doing in the world, loving the reason that you're doing it. And, you know, love is our highest and greatest good.
0: All right, stick, sticking with with Dawn, what does a law of attraction mean to you, outside of me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do.
1: <laughs> oh, dear, um, dear, I'm, I'm clipping that. Look at her, she's blushing. <laughs> am I? Well, one of one of the weeks of my course is be the energy you want to attract. And so to me, that is the law of attraction. You know, you can't expect to have love and kindness and, you know, abundance in your life if you are not being putting out that energy in the world. Because I truly believe in karma. So be the energy you want to attract. That's what that means to me.
0: Absolutely. Portia, same question.
1: I
2: would say kind of similar to Dawn. We all vibe at a certain frequency. So if you're trying to attract hypothetically, let's just use money for an example. People are always wanting like a certain abundance of money, whether it's 5,000, $20,000. Realistically, if we are trying to attract that, but we don't have an avenue to allow that money to flow in, how can you truly attract it when there's, there's a blockage? There's a discrepancy in what you want Versus what you truly embody So I think the law of attraction Energetically It's a constant flow But I think we tend to put Blockages there On so many different levels right? This is why I practice gratitude every day Like I'm grateful for Like I said my debt in the very beginning I'm grateful for tweezers Because let's just be realistic Um, I've got gray hair going on here Not today but most days I do So I want to make sure that I look (laughs) The part. I I see you, Robert, but you get where I'm going. Like just being grateful for the little things that I have in my life, because how can I truly be grateful for the bigger things if I'm not even grateful for where I'm at today? Amen.
0: Thanks. All right, Don, give us, give us uh, your take on some final words.
1: Oh, you know what? We all have the power to be the change we wish to see. And it's in every interaction that we have every single day. You know, you don't have to go to Africa. You don't have to, you know, rescue animals. All you have to do is like be kind, be the person you wish you had in every interaction of your life. And, you know, I think everybody can live a really happy, fulfilling life.
0: Agreed. Portia.
2: I would say I got to leave it on this note. For people who are tuning in who are currently in a season, whether it's grief, whatever painful season you're in, know that that pain can be converted into a purpose. Your story of overcoming is not for you. It's for somebody else to stop their goals, dreams, and aspirations from making the cemetery wealthier. I'm Portia, the producer. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, you went on Les Brown on us right there with the cemetery reference. (laughs) Well done. All right, Don. let people know where, where they can find you, what you got going on now. Uh, you can check
1: out my foundation at DesireToInspireFoundation.org, and we have a shopping site to help support the work we do at beelineproducts.com and it's BeLineProducts.com. Love
0: it. Washa, same thing?
2: Uh, you guys can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Portia Booker, Instagram, Portia, the producer. Um, of course, you can check out my book, Finding Grace Within Grief, her transition, my transformation as my audio book on my grief journey from my mom making her transition. And spoiler alert, my next book will be coming out soon on my grief journey from my father. So look out for that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, too. It's always great talking to you, too. I know Dawn's going to be on my next panel. Um, I got to switch up the date, though, because we have a track meet that day. I just saw on the schedule. So we'll, we'll see if we can either kick it to that Friday or, or to that Sunday if people's schedules allow. But um, the panels are always great. Never know what what's going to come from those panels. Like, there's been a lot of collaborations going on after each one. Even this last one that we just did a couple weeks ago, all kinds of information being swapped and things being plotted and planned. And again, but why do we do this? We do this for the audience. Like, it's all about you. Because we've all had had these breakthrough moments. And we hope as you watch this show that you're able to come to your own breakthrough moment and just charge down that path to whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Because as Portia said, just start. Doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need the perfect website. You don't need you know, $10,000 in the bank. Like you don't need anything. All you got to do, especially in the age of the internet is just start, just get started. And then doors are going to open up. You'll, you'll be surprised from me hitting rock bottom just two months ago to now I have options at my fingertips. And why? Because I, I chose to not wallow in self misery. I did for a little bit there, like, you know, full transparency. I am human, but then I was able to just, you know, dust off dust myself off and be like you know what all right this happened what are we going to do with it and how are we going to make this into an even better story because yes. that's what it's all about so again thank you both and we will be in touch very soon i gotta go uh enlighten the the youth of today and <laughs> you guys have a great day bye
1: you've been listening to shut up and grind